Right, who's that man? It's Robbie Burns. Who knows what Robbie Burns is famous for? Poetry. Who knows a famous Robbie Burns poem? The Chieftain Race, yes. What else did Robbie Burns write about? Does anybody know a song that Robbie Burns might have written that sing at New Year? Old Lang Syne, yes. But that's not the one we're going to be talking about today. Can you put the next slide up, Nathan? Okay. One day, Robbie Burns went to church. And in the days when Robbie Burns went to church, ladies wore big hats. Can you see big hats like that? Have you ever seen ladies wearing big hats like that? Except as he was sitting in church, clearly praying and listening to what was going on, he spotted this on the lady's hat. It's called a louse. And the louse was crawling around the lady's hat. And because Robbie Byrne was a poet, he wrote a poem about the louse on the lady's hat. Next slide, please. Now then, who would like to come and read this poem for me? Who's going to have a go at reading this poem for me? You're going to have a go? Can you read? Are you sure? No? Paul Carelius, you always volunteering for things because you sit on the front row. Come and give us a go. There's no chance I am going to attempt Scottish. There's absolutely no chance. All right, Rabbi's poem to a louse. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wad some power, the gifty guy us, to see our... To, what? what? Leave him, leave him, leave him, leave to gear us. To see ourselves as either's see us. It what free money, a blunder free us. And foolish notion, what is in dress and gate? <laughs> gate wadly e us. <laughs> and Evan devotion. Paul, Paul, Paul. You're going to have to get some practice before the revolution comes. Oh, what some power the gifty gears to see ourselves as others see us. It wad free money a blunder free us and foolish notion. What airs and dress and gait would lay us and e'en devotion. Okay, right, next, next, click again, Nathan. Here's the translation. And would some power the small gift give us to see ourselves as others see us? It would from many a blunder free us and foolish notion what airs and dress and gait would leave us and even devotion. Now then, children, how do you get to see yourself as others see us? It's a riddle. I need my two little helpers from the Bowie family. How do you get to see yourself as others see us? Who can guess how do you get to see yourself? A selfie? Good idea, Ben. Good idea. Selfie. That's a new word in the Oxford English Dictionary this year, I believe. Who else knows? How do you get to see yourself? A mirror. Right, okay, here we go. So, um, much to Alison's disgust, I pinched the mirror from over our fireplace this morning. Here we go. And I've got a little challenge for the children. Here we go. Right, now then. Can you see yourself in this mirror? Can you? Now, we have another wonderful mirror in our house, and my mum really likes it. It's in the bathroom, and it's a long mirror. And apparently, when you turn yourself sideways, it makes yourself look thinner. 
Yeah? And I didn't believe it until I tried it the other day. And you wouldn't believe it. It looked like a matchstick. It was amazing. So I'm going to sell tickets for that mirror at some point. Okay, children, have you had a really good look at yourself? Yeah? Really good look. Okay. What I want you to do is go to the back and get some pen and paper off Dave and then come back to the front and draw a picture of yourself. Okay, Nathan, next slide. Okay, so what does the Bible say about looking in a mirror? Now, James, now I know another James in this room who loves this book as well. And I've been reading through the Bible um, this year, and I came across this verse again, and it really, really struck me. I think it's a good verse for all of us adults to be looking at at the end of the year. So it says this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. How many people look in the mirror and then forget and have to go back? How many people look in a mirror on a daily basis? Oh, wow. Okay, that's uh, obvious. Um, there's quite a few people here who don't look in a mirror, which is a bit of a worry. And how many people forget what they look like when they go away from the mirror? But it says, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they'll be blessed in all they do. We're going to come back to that verse in a minute. But this is the last Sunday in the year. Who kind of gets reflective at the end of the year? Does anybody get reflective at the end of the year? Start thinking about what the year's been like. And if you're anything like me, who starts with the bad things first? Who starts with, oh, I wish this had happened and I wish that? Does anybody start like that? And I've had an interesting revelation this year. Nathan, can you put the next slide up? And the next one, click again. That's it, okay. So every year we do a newsletter as a family. And one of the reasons for doing that for me is to stop myself looking at the bad things in the year. And actually, to change my focus. To change my focus onto the good things that have happened in the year. On the second page, you'll see 12 squares. And actually, in each of those months in the year, we were able to say, thank you to God for an awful lot of things that had happened in our lives. And I want to encourage you adults this morning to start thinking over the year about some of the great things that have happened in your life. You can be thankful for the things in my life, that's great, but God wants you to be thankful for the great things in your life that have happened. I know some people in this room where some really amazing things have happened to them this year. That's your personal story. What about the things that have not happened yet? Next slide, Nathan. So my year has been about a challenge. Here's been my faith challenge and my faith verse. And the guys in my cell will know this verse because I keep repeating it to them over and over again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So my challenge this year has been about living in faith. And Paul and Claire talked about a step of faith and Adara, a step of faith and trying to please God by taking steps and steps of faith And you know how you start at the beginning of the year and you start off with great intent and you begin to sort of back off a little bit. If you click again, Nathan. So this verse has been repeated at least twice as I've looked back through my notes that I've taken in this year. And it says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. 
I've actually, I don't know how many people have actually looked back your notes. How many people look back your notes in the year? If you haven't done it, you've got three days left to do it. I really encourage you to look back through your notes. Do you realize as a church, twice we've had that verse quoted to us in different sermons? And if God speaks twice, then it's something for us to listen about. But Alison on Christmas morning talked about faith. You want to click again, Nathan? And she defined faith as this. Faith is taking God at his word and saying, yes. How many times have you said yes to God this year and something's changed and different? You know, these guys were baptized and they were put under the water. And, you know, they might be a little bit cleaner as a result of going under the water and coming back up again. But nothing in the outward appearance will still change. Paul still got that beard that he had before he went under, came back up again. But inside, saying the yes to God has changed him. Now I had to learn another lesson this year. Nathan, click again. And again. Faith is about continually saying yes to God. Now you might look at your year and you say, oh God, I really wanted this to happen. But God wants you to keep saying, yes, I believe it. We believe as a church that we're going to fill that stadium. And faith's about saying, yes, I still hold that in my vision as something you've said to me. I wonder if today there's promises that God's spoken over your life, things that you know in your own heart. I heard something really wonderful this week, that the prophetic does not relieve you of your responsibility to hear from God for yourself. The prophetic does not relieve you from your responsibility to hear from God for yourself. And you need to have the confidence in God to say yes to those things. The prophetic adds to those things. Okay, click again, Nathan. And here's the other verse. So about three quarters of the way through the year, don't know if you get this phenomenon at all, you get tired and, oh God, I've been trying so hard, I want these things to happen. And just as I was about to give up, somebody texted me this verse. let's not be weary in doing good, but at the proper time, oh, back, Nathan, back, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Faith's about perseverance as well. So at the end of the year, we need to celebrate the great things that God's done, but look ahead in faith for perseverance, for the things that he's going to do next. Now, that's my personal journey in this year. So Nathan, you want to click again? more click, Nath. Who can forget Britain's got talents when Clive brought a whole pile of breeze blocks into church? But that's just, a, that's just a sort of taster for you guys to go back and have a look at the notes that you've taken in this year. How did we start the year? Who can remember what Sam we started with this year? Sam 101. What does Psalm 101 tell us to do at the beginning? Sing! Who remembers still to sing at the end of the year, at the beginning of their quiet time? Yeah? We all kind of forget, don't we? Yeah? What else can we remember? Can we remember about lining ourselves up with the Word of God and the, the illustration that Sally gave us about lining up, the, lining up the lights? Can you remember that? And about going into the, going into the Red Sea? And about retaking the ground, Doug preached a cracking word about retaking the ground. And Ben preached a word about restoring our vision. Can you remember all of those things and how you've been challenged with them? I want to challenge you in these three days. Switch off the television. 
Not forever, just for a little while. And take the time out to hear God from yourself, for yourselves. Ask God to remind you of the things that he's spoken to in this year. Find some notes. That's why I take notes. I take notes because when I do sell, I need to remember. But I take notes so that I can look back at these things and remember how God's spoken. We heard this year about, you know, God's come to destroy the works of the evil one. And we had some great words about breaking a spirit of poverty, a spirit of fear. You know, has God finished that work in your life? Are you asking those kind of questions? Next slide, Nathan. And that's not all. We had this great prophetic word, and there's been a number of prophetic words over us as a church this year about fruitfulness. This was the last one. I actually wrote the verse down, the verse down wrong. I got a bit of a surprise when I read it, but um, found the right one in the end. Single barren woman who never bore a child burst into song. How did we start the year again? Singing. Isn't that interesting? Shout for joy, you who are never in labor, because more are the children of those desolate women than of her who has had a husband, says the Lord. That's a promise that we can hold on to for 2014, fruitfulness. And the last bit, the challenge to be a Nehemiah in our generation. How many took that word to heart and went into work and did something that they'd never done before? I'm hoping to share a testimony about that soon. Coming soon. Okay, next slide. So I really want to encourage you to take time to reflect. We're going to stand and we're going to, we're going to pray in a minute and maybe ask Doug to come up and um, play his guitar. But I don't want us to rush into 2014 and forget. And forget. How are pictures doing down here, troops? Because you're, you're going to get called up in a minute. Okay, next slide. And you know... James encourages us not just to hear the word, but to do something about it. And I've highlighted in yellow the last little bit. But doing it, they will be blessed in all they do. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is someone who looks at his face in the mirror and looking at himself goes away and forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So I'm going to encourage you to stand up now. Nathan, put the last slide on. And I just want to encourage you when you look in the mirror, just to remember some truths. Okay, Nathan, just click through the three of them. You are exactly who God's made you to be. Not anybody else. You are who you are. If you look in that mirror, you need to say, I am God's perfect creation. Say to somebody next to you, you are God's perfect creation. And the second bit is it's our insides that, that can and need to change. So tell the person next to you, it's your insides that can and need to change. Now that's not saying we don't need to do exercise and lose a few pounds. But that's saying that God needs to change our heart and our thinking. He needs to change who we are. And he wants us to say yes to him. And Barney Coombs, when he came, said something really fantastic, and it's really stuck with me. 
the fact that you're still alive is testimony to the fact that God has a purpose for your life. Do you know the fact, the the statistical chances of you being here, there's more against you than there is for you being here. That goes all the way through from conception right the way through till now. I know there are some situations in my life that but for the intervention of God, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here, but God has a purpose for each one of you in this room. He's got a purpose. But He wants us to say yes. To say yes to Him. So as we finish 2013 as a church, Nathan, next slide. I just want to challenge you with some thoughts. Is there a yes I should have said to God before that I need to now? Holy Spirit, I want to pray that you would just bring to our hearts and our minds the things that you want us to say yes to you for. Yes to you for. And two last things. What can I praise Him for, for 2013? What am I looking forward to Him doing in 2014? This isn't about being melancholy or down. This is about celebrating God's greatness and His purposes in our individual lives and in our lives as a church. As we look in the mirror of of, of God's Word as a church, what do we see? So I just want to encourage you, if you want to respond, just to, to lift your hands now. And God, we want to be a people who say yes to you. God, we want to thank you for the times you've blessed our lives when we have said yes and the the things that you've done in this year. We thank you, God, for the new roof on this building. We thank you, God, for the baptisms that we've had in this year. We thank you for the people whose lives have been changed by saying yes to you. God, we know we've only just touched the tip of the iceberg. God, we want to be a people who say yes to you more in 2014. Father, I want to pray in these days coming up to New Year's Eve that you would challenge us, help us to look in the mirror, to see the things you've done and say thank you and to trust you for the things that you're going to change. Father, I believe right now you're releasing finances and faith in people's lives who are saying yes to you. God, you're releasing healing in people's lives who are saying yes to you. You're releasing new jobs, new situations. You're releasing new households. You're releasing peace where there's storm in people's lives. God, we want to say yes to you this morning. And I want to say thank you, God. Thank you, God. Why don't you clap your hands and raise a shout and say thank you. Thank you, God.